0: Hey mama, welcome to the Mom with Purpose podcast. I'm Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former teacher turned full-time work-at-home mom, and now I'm on a mission to inspire other moms to combine their passions with their purpose. If you're searching for more meaning in your life or you're ready to take that leap of faith, you're in the right place. This podcast is here to inspire you, give you the tools and resources that you need to capture your purpose, and to go out there and live the most positive and purpose-fueled life. I hope that when you listen to this podcast, you feel like you're sitting down with your best friend so put in your earbuds and turn up that volume and let's dive in hey hey mama welcome back to the mom with purpose podcast today is episode seven and we are going to be talking about a day in the life of a freelancer or a day in the life of me i'm going to be explaining everything that i do and it's definitely different than what i was doing as a teacher but it's super fun and super exciting, and I just wanna share a little bit about what I do because I get asked this a lot, and I think this will kind of help to explain. If you heard the episode last week with Michaela and you're wanting to know more about freelancing, I actually did a poll over on my Instagram, and a lot of people said that they want more info, so that kind of helped me decide what I want to talk about today and just kind of give you a background about what I do as a freelancer and maybe how this looks in my daily life and what it could look like in your life too. But before I do that, I want to read the review of the week. And this review is a five-star review and it comes from Brittany D. Troutman. And she titled it, Equally Motivating and Authentic. Aubrey had me hooked from the first episode. She explains her story that so many working moms can relate to. She is also super motivating and has amazing tips on how you can achieve your goals. She is so knowledgeable, all the while being super authentic and real. Love this podcast. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for leaving that review. And if you're loving this podcast, just like Brittany is, head on over to iTunes, leave me a review telling me what you love and what you keep coming back for. I would love to read your review next live on the air. So just head on over to iTunes, leave me a written review, and tell me what you're loving. Okay, guys, so let's go ahead and dive into the content. A day in the life of a freelancer. So last week we talked with Michaela Quinn all about creating a profitable freelance business from home. Michaela had tons of tips on what freelancing looks like and why it's a really good option for mom. And I have shared bits and pieces of my story and where I was a year ago and how I kind of landed on this, but I'll take you back if you missed that episode. But about a year ago, I was desperately searching for a way to be able to stay at home with my kids. I knew that I didn't want to miss out on all the special moments with them. And I honestly just didn't want to work solely to provide an income that would go to someone else to raise my kids. It's just not what I wanted. And when I was younger, my dream was to be a mom. So if I could find a job that allowed me to be the mom that I wanted to be while still providing an income for my family. And that was freelancing, and it really has offered me the best of both worlds. It offered me flexibility, consistent income, new experiences that I never knew that I was missing out on. And what I found is that I just truly love what I do, and I get so excited to wake up and do the different tasks and to learn more about social media and blogs and the online space. So right now, I currently have six consistent clients. And I might get a couple clients here and there that I do one off projects for and just help maybe help them out for a few months while they're getting up and running. But right now, I have six consistent clients that I have been working with for nine plus months. And I call these clients retainer clients because they consistently require my services every single month. It's something that they need for me to keep their business going every single month. So the things that I do for my clients that are consistent are social media management, blog management and content creation. So let's kind of break each one of these down. Social media management, what that looks like for me, and it could look different for a lot of people, but what I do for my clients is I manage their social media. Social media is huge. If you have a business, you need to have a social media presence because so many people are on social media. And some clients are just so bogged down with all the other tasks that they have to do that social media kind of gets pushed to the wayside and they need someone to come in and make sure that their page is consistently getting posts because that's the only way that they're going to get eyes on their content. I mean, think about it. If you went to a business and you saw that they hadn't posted in a year, what would you think? So what happens is my clients hired me to come in and post consistently to their page, either every day, maybe four to five times a week, So my job as the social media manager is to come in and take their content and I write a captivating caption for that post and I either post it to their Facebook page or their Instagram or any kind of social media that they're using. I come in and I make sure that that piece is taken care of for them. I could also do some hashtag research. So hashtags are a great way to get fresh eyes on your client's content. So I go in and I find hashtags that their ideal audience would be looking for or searching for. And I use hashtags because it's just another way that people search. In Instagram, it's like a search engine. So when people use hashtags, you want them to find your content. So you want to make sure that your clients have those hashtags, specifically in Instagram, on their posts so that fresh eyes can find their content and maybe buy whatever they're selling or just follow along with them. Another thing that I can do with social media is I can go and I can engage on their page. So if their page gets a lot of comments on their posts, I can be going in and responding to those comments because that helps Their followers know they're being heard. It boosts them in the algorithm. There's a lot of different things that go into social media. But another thing that that I do for my clients is engagement. So that kind of wraps up social media management and it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of strategy that goes into it and I really enjoy doing that. Another thing that I consistently do for my clients is blog management. So a lot of my clients are in the blogging space and they need someone who can take a written piece that they've done and upload it to their website format it, make sure that it's SEO friendly and make sure it has all the images, all the correct linking, all that stuff. And that takes time for some of my clients and they just don't enjoy doing that. So they hand it over to me. And that's something that I've done consistently month after month and I'm really good at it. So I can do that quickly and get it uploaded for them so that they can get that content posted. Some other clients hire me to actually do all of the writing and uploading and everything that I just mentioned. They know that Their blog needs to have new content posted to it every month and it's just not something that they enjoy. So if you're a person who really likes writing, you could take over the entire management of that blog including the writing, the uploading, the image sourcing, all that stuff. So that's another service that I provide monthly because my clients need that every single month and they need that new content going out. And another service that I offer Monthly is content creation, and this could be creating graphics or ebooks or templates or different things that my clients will use to market and grow their business. So they show me, they say, this is how I set it up before, and I want you to go in and create something similar, or they might give me a little bit more freedom to be creative, and that's the piece that I like, and that's the skill that I've used for my teaching career When I was a teacher, I loved creating new lessons and new activities and being creative with my students, so I'm able to use that now. It's just in a different space. So those are the three services that I currently provide, and it's definitely consistent every single month. So the one final piece that I wanted to mention about my kind of work that I do is I also have hours, package hours that my clients can buy, so they can buy a set of hours up front, and I can provide different virtual assistant tasks in various aspects of their business. This could be, you know, this month, they might need help with their emails or they could need help reaching out to potential clients or they just might need help crossing a few more things off their to-do list. So I'll use those hours that are outside of what they are buying with my monthly package. And I just kind of come in that month and help them out and just kind of be the doer of tasks. So now that we've talked about what it is that I do, I want to kind of go into what my day looks like or what my days might look like. So I usually have four dedicated work days in my schedule, and I do this for a couple reasons. One is because on three days of the week, my oldest son goes to school in the morning. So I have a two-hour window where I can get things done. On these three days, I am also getting up at least one to two hours earlier than my boys. And that really is just depending on where I'm at with my schedule. If I have a bigger workload that week, I might get up two hours before, but I get up early so that I can focus on my work. And if you remember back to episode three, where I talked about my tips for having a successful work from home mom schedule, I talked about how the early morning time really works best for me. You know, I'm not a super morning person, But I know the house is quiet and it just works way better for me than staying up late. At the end of the day, I'm just so exhausted and my brain is just not working. So I get up early in the morning. I know that my brain's going to be in the right space and I can really focus on my work. So for three days of the week, I get up early and my son goes to school in the morning. So I have a two hour window there. And then I know I can usually count on my boys for two hours of nap time. So I'm able to get work done during that time too. So for three days of the week, usually on Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, I work anywhere from four to five hours. And then that last day is kind of like a catch up on work. It's only usually a few hours of the week. So during the week, I am only working between 15 to 20 hours for all of my clients. And I also like to batch my work and I'll go into that more in detail later in a later episode. But if I have social media or a Pinterest client, I will schedule out a week or a month at a time because then I don't have to worry about coming back each day and remembering to schedule or to post something. It just works better for me. When I'm in the office and I'm working, doing work for a client, I can just go in and make sure the whole week is all scheduled out. And that way I don't have to worry about it for the whole week and I can cross it right off my list. So that's how my work days look. And I don't really like working for four to five hours straight. I like to take breaks. I like to have lunch with my kids. I like to have that flexibility. So it's kind of works out nice for me, especially if I kind of get in a little bit of a funk or I kind of get stuck, I can take a break and come back to it in a few hours. And lastly, I like to take one day during the week where I don't do any work at all. And that's simply because I want to enjoy my boys. That's one of the reasons why I love freelancing so much is because I have the flexibility to choose how and when I work. So I use those four days to get work done. Again, I'm only working maybe four to five hours on those days, but then I have one day during the week where I'm not doing any work. I'm just solely mom. Okay, the next thing that I get asked a lot and I want to talk to you a lot is in the, you know, in the very beginning, I was thinking this and people were like, well, how did you find these clients? You know, How do you even know where to go to, to find people who want to hire me? And Michaela talked about who hires and why they hire, but- This was where a majority of my work came into play at the very beginning. When I was starting out, it's not like these clients fell into my lap. Unless you have a good connection with someone and you know that they might need your work, you have to actually put in the time and effort to find people to work with you. So in the beginning, I had to spend a lot of my time dedicated to networking with potential clients. And I wanted to talk to you about what that looks like and what did it look like for me. So when I was looking for clients, I decided to go the Facebook group route. There are a few Facebook groups, and I'll mention them here, and I'll link to them in the show notes as well, but there were two Facebook groups that I really used to help me network with potential clients, and if you go to a Facebook group, you might find that some online business owners just put it right out there. They might say, hey, I'm looking for a social media manager. Hey, I'm looking for a virtual assistant. You know, comment below if you do this, offer this, and you can respond right on that thread and you can let them know, hey, this is something I provide. Can I send you a message? Can I send you my website? So that's what I did in the beginning. But another way and a really actually important way to network with potential clients is not just responding to them looking for work or looking for hire post. It's going into these groups and providing value. I can't tell you how many times that I have had a potential client reach out to me And they said, hey, I saw that you had responded on this post and you provided such value. You seem super knowledgeable in this area and this is exactly what I'm looking for. So networking with clients doesn't necessarily mean that you're just always saying, hey, hire me, work with me. I'm looking, I do this. It also means that you're providing knowledge because they wanna hire you because you know what to do and you know how to help their business grow. So that is one thing that I did and spent a lot of my time doing in the very beginning when I was looking for these clients. I would search those Facebook groups for threads that I could respond on. I did a lot of research, you know, looking at what are the best social media practices, how should you format a blog, how do you find the right hashtags or the right keywords. And when I saw these posts come up in those groups, which they do a lot, I was able to just sprinkle a little bit of knowledge and let them know that I had the background and that I could potentially help them if they were looking. And the best part about this was that I was making it known that I had knowledge in a certain area so that when a higher post came up in a group and maybe I wasn't in there the moment I saw it, people were tagging me in those posts. They were saying, hey, she knows how to do this. And a potential client could go to my Facebook page and see my website there, and they could get connected with me there. So, there have been many times, even in the background, all that networking that I did, you know, a year ago, nine months, six months, three months ago, and it's paid off for me because I still will have people reach out to me and say, Hey, I saw your comment on this and I really liked your response. Are you available to chat with me? So, networking is a big piece of working towards finding those potential clients. And the two groups that I you know, they're my ride or die. I live and breathe by our The Gold Digger podcast group from Jenna Kutcher and Boss Moms from Dana Mall Staff. And like I said, I will link to those two groups in the show notes so that you have them and you can go get in there and start networking with potential clients. You don't have to have anything in place to start networking. You just can go in there and, and start commenting on those threads and start providing that knowledge. Another thing that I did to gain clients and this is definitely something that you can do too is you can use personal connections that you have. So, like I said before, I came from the teaching background and there's this very popular website called Teachers Pay Teachers. You might have heard of it. But teachers are creating online resources that they can sell to other teachers and the teachers don't have to go out and buy workbooks or textbooks. They just go to this website and buy and download a digital resource. So, I have connections with teachers, pay teachers, and that's actually how I gained a few of my clients because I already had that knowledge of being a teacher and knowing what other teachers were looking for. So I was able to use that personal connection to reach out to some people who had very successful businesses to see if they needed any assistance with their business. So definitely use personal connections if you have them. And this doesn't necessarily have to be online, you can totally. Support a brick-and-mortar business that maybe needs help getting their social media off the ground. Think about anyone in your life or your town that would maybe need these kind of services. Those personal connections, like I said, it does not have to be a stranger that's deciding to work with you. It can be someone in your own backyard. So definitely pursue that option. And here's my last little tip about personal connections. When you do work with someone, make sure that you are doing your best job, your best work, you're going above and beyond. Because I have had many referrals for potential clients from my current clients because they know the kind of work that I provide and if they have a friend who's looking for a VA they're going to sing my praises because they know the work that I provide, they know I do a good job and they want to offer that advice to their friend. So always make sure that when you're working with someone that you're doing your best job because you never know what that personal connection could lead to. All right, and here is the final thing that I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about money. And it might be a little bit of taboo, but I think it's important to know what you're getting into. And some people will say, you know, well, are you even making money? Are you making enough money? How did you replace your teacher income? So my biggest thing that I can say about the money aspect of it is definitely finding those retainer clients, those clients that are going to need your service on a continual basis. And Michaela talked about where you can start if you don't have any kind of experience. So if you were like me, and maybe you're coming from the teaching world or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, you can start out at $20 an hour. That's the growing rate. And it's a little bit higher than what you know is the normal per hour, but that's because when a client takes you on to work with them, they're not paying for your benefits, they're not paying for your time off, they're not paying for your vacation, your health insurance. So they might be able to afford a little bit more upfront because in the long run, it's easier for them, it's more cost effective for them to hire a freelancer than to take on an employee where they would have to pay for all those extra things. So, $20 an hour it's standard and that's where I started and as you become more skilled, you know, I talked about how I was researching, I was constantly looking for best best practices. I took a few courses on social media so I could learn and grow my knowledge and I could provide great results for my clients. So, as I was providing those great results and gaining that experience and that knowledge, I was able to raise my rates because you know, the proof is in the pudding. I had that case study to show, you know, here's what I was able to do for this client. I was able to grow their account by this. I was able to help them, you know, widen their reach. So the one thing that I really like about the money aspect of it, and I did mention this in that episode last week with Michaela, is when I was a teacher, I got a yearly salary and I would get a a certain percentage increase each year, but it didn't matter How much extra work I did, how much knowledge I gained, how much research I did. You know, that was my salary, that it was the end all be all. And the only way that I could earn more within my teaching job was if I took on an extracurricular activity or I maybe did after school tutoring. So that wasn't the kind of job that I wanted. I wanted to be able to make more by working less. And I wanted to be able to have the freedom of doing that. And now I'm able to say, you know, 20 hours is really the max that. I want to work because I have kids and the whole point of me coming home was so that I could spend time with them and have the freedom of a flexible schedule. So as far as making money goes and, you know, what the possibilities are, it's endless because you can choose the kind of work you want to do. Do you want to specialize? Do you want to take some courses to kind of, you know, up your ante a little bit to give you, you know, more knowledge And if you're coming from a world where you already have that background experience, like maybe you already do marketing or maybe you already do social media in your current job, but you're just looking for something that's a little bit more flexible for you and your family, you know, you can start out charging more because you already have that background. So really the possibilities are endless. Yes, you will definitely make money doing this. You will make consistent income. And I just can't recommend freelancing enough, especially for other moms out there. This is something that every mom can do. And it's an opportunity to provide for your family. Even if you don't need it to replace your income, it can just be something that provides a little nest egg for you and your family so you don't have to shell out all this money for daycare. Because believe me, when I looked at it, when we were looking at putting both of our boys in daycare full-time, I would have been bringing home $600 of my paycheck. And to me, it just wasn't worth it to have $600 bring in to have someone else raise my kids. And now I think about it, if all I was making was $600, it would be worth it for me because I am i know I'm at home with my boys and I don't have someone else raising them, but I'm definitely making more than $600, which makes it even better for our family. So that's kind of what a day in the life of a freelancer looks like for me. And, and I hope this helped you and gave you an idea of what it could look like for you and maybe how you could go about doing this and If you have any other questions, you know, head on over to Instagram. I would be more than willing to chat about it with you. I I definitely enjoy talking about this because I'm super passionate about what I do and I love providing really great info to my friends. So if you have any more questions or you're wondering about something, just head on over to Instagram, send me a message, and, you know, let me know how I can help you. But I'm probably going to end up sending you Michaela's Way and I'm going to give you that. Special offer that I offered in last week's episode with Michaela because she has a super exciting workshop coming up, and I want to let you know about it. So, if you're looking to learn more about this, you know I only have so much knowledge, and what I learned comes from Michaela, and she's really the best of the best, and she knows this stuff inside and out, and she knows really how to get your business up and going, all the ins and outs to to starting that. So. I always send people Michaela's way because she is truly the knowledgeable one here. So I'm going to share that link with you again. It's bit.ly slash O-T-O workshop. And in that workshop, she is going to be breaking down freelancing 101. She's going to go through how you can start your business, how you can use the skills that you already have, how you can get it up and running and profitable in no time. So definitely go check that out. She is getting ready to open her course up again, and then the doors will be closing for quite some time. So if you want to get in on this course and really get started, you definitely need to go check her out, check that workshop out. Like I said, head on over to bit.ly slash OTO workshop, and I will leave that in the show notes for you so that you can go check that out. All right, guys, that is all that I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this day in the life episode. And I can't wait to chat with you more on our next episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Let me know that you're loving this show. And if you subscribe, you get a notification as soon as a new episode drops so you don't miss a single beat. All right, guys, I will talk to you soon and I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Insta stories, and be sure to tag me at Aubrey Malik. That way I can share you in my Insta stories as well. And if you're loving this show, I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a review. These reviews mean the world to me, and it helps me reach more mamas just like you. Catch you on the flip side, mama.